You're listening to the Evolving Truths Podcast, featuring mother-daughter hosts, Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, where honest and vulnerable conversations about personal growth create a connection between all of us. You're invited to experience the transformation that occurs when we allow the truth of who we are to evolve. Hello, you beautiful heart and soul. Welcome back to the Evolving Truths Podcast. I'm Alexis Ray, and with me, as always, is my mama, Shannon Day. Hi, mom. Hi, Alexis. How are you doing today? Today's been a rough day. I've been in a training for the last three days, and the topic is kind of hard, and a few things hit me today. So I'm just kind of trying to come down from that space. I've taken a couple of walks. I've gone outside and taken my shoes off and gotten my feet in the grass for some grounding. And I'm very excited to be here chatting with you. I appreciate your authenticity in saying that today hasn't been the greatest day and that you're you know, working on letting some of this go. I'm also grateful that you decided to still record tonight with me. I felt like I tried to give you the out earlier and you said you'd still take it. So I'm happy for that and really looking forward to having this conversation with you. Me too. How are you today? I'm doing well today. I would say it's been one of those days where I'm somewhere in the middle, not my most stellar performance, but also not my most terrible symptom day. I was somewhere in the middle. So I'm proud of what I got done. Something was better than nothing today. And I can hang my hat on that. I like it. I was trying to think of something different to say, because I feel like when you say things, a lot of times I respond with, I like it or love it, but it's all I got for you. I like it. That's fine. And here we are. We don't have to be anything other than what we always are, (laughs) right? So beautiful. No, I think sometimes we want to change a little bit. Sure. On the big things, but when we're talking about a sentence, I'm pretty (laughs) sure our sentences in this context, it's okay that we say the same things. Valid. Okay. I love it. I love that we got this little, I can tell we're about to go on a journey here in this conversation. (laughs) So fam bam, I'm really excited for this episode because today our special guest is going to be Mama Shannon. And we are going to discuss her journey of becoming an ultra runner, how she has started running these distances, why she started running these distances, what's led her to this point. And we are excited to focus on the details of what it's like to train for something like this and some of the mindset tools or skills that she's learned throughout her time as a runner. Without further ado... Please welcome today's special guest, Shannon Day. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So Shannon, why don't you tell us where your running journey began? My running journey began about 11 years. Fall, actually, October of 2012. I just text my running coach who now has become a good friend the other day, happy friend anniversary. And I got into running because in the family, I was the unathletic one. 
you were extremely athletic. Your dad is athletic. And I wanted to have something to do that made me feel like I fit into that part of the family. So your dad was training with a coach for, I think, triathlons. And I met with her and said that I'd like to start running. And she asked me why. And I said, so that running could become less painful for me and anyone who happened to be watching me. She said, okay, great. Let's pick out an event for you. And the first thing she showed me was the Colorado Half Marathon. And I explained to her rather quickly that we were jiving really well. Things were going good right up to that point. I was like, <laughs> me a 5K, pick something like that. And, and she was like, no, and, and you have plenty of time. It'll be fine. And she just stayed with it. And she was my coach. I was paying her. So I was like, okay, let's give it a go. At what point would you say you fell in love with running and it transitioned out of this is just something that I want to get better at or make less painful for myself or others? Hmm. I can remember a run in the winter of 2012 or 2013. So way back, it was snowy and I remember talking to her and being like, how am I supposed to get my runs in? She said, dress appropriately and just get out there and do it. So I went up to Horsetooth Reservoir, got out on the trail. There was no one there. It was quiet. It was beautiful. To this day, I remember that run. And I would say that is probably when I fell in love with it. Incredible. Also, just being able to take a second and think back to that moment, that time, that place. And obviously running has many benefits or for those that are able can really take away from it. It's not as enjoyable for all of us or some of us can't. But if you were to list off a a handful of things, what about running do you love? Getting new shoes. I'm just kidding. The trails. I first started running on roads. And then after a few months, she said, I really think we should get you on some trails because I wasn't really getting into it. I just wasn't feeling it yet. And even though I was seeing some improvement, that kind of emotion tied to it for me just wasn't there. And I was trying to decide if this was really a sport I was going to stick with. So she transitioned me to trail running. That is definitely when I fell in love with it. I love the freedom. I mean, you need shoes, shorts, sweats, leggings, whatever it is that you want to run in. I need some support for the girls, sunglasses, right? You don't need a lot running longer distances. You obviously have to add a little bit to that, but there's a freedom about it. And you get to explore sometimes places that not a lot of other people are. And it's a space to sometimes just work shit out. Yeah, let's talk about that. So you mentioned you weren't really getting into the emotion of running at the very beginning. Then you got onto the trails and it sounds like you really started to experience that. So working shit out, emotions in running. Would you mind telling me a little bit about that? If something was going on with work or in my personal life, I had a decision to make and I I still do this to this day. I need to take that on a run. And a lot of times 
when I go out on a run, I might not even necessarily think about whatever it is that I'm endeavoring to work through or figure out. It's just there kind of in the back of my head, right? But getting that run, I guess, getting the endorphins, getting out in nature, pushing myself, depending on what type of run it is, I come back and a lot of times then I know what direction I want to go. I know what it is that I want to do. A run is really where that has happened. And I mean, running honestly got me through a separation and divorce. Running has gotten me through my work in domestic violence and child sex assault and other life changes. Like it's just been there and helped me cope with those things. Would you say coping with running has been something that you felt right away or maybe as you've noticed other coping mechanisms in your life that weren't as positive then you turned to running like tell me a little bit more about what you mean when you say cope it's definitely a more positive coping mechanism than drinking there have been physical benefits to it but mental benefits emotional benefits and a lot of it's come from pushing myself physically and being able to improve in my running, which then helped me enjoy my running more, be willing to test myself a little bit more, and then gain additional confidence as I did that, which I think applies in so many areas of our life. I recently started a new job and feel like a child being introduced to a new skill that we want them to learn, right? I mean, I I know what I'm doing to a degree. And yet at the same time, there's some things that I'm just like, ah, I don't know. And so when I can go back and think about when I first started running, how I felt and the improvements that I made, and I got better as I learned more about it and I did more and I practiced it. That same thing applies now with a new job and can apply in other areas of life as well. I love you saying that. And I'm so grateful to get to have this conversation with you because it's true. The older we get, sometimes it's hard to be willing to start something new. We want to be an expert at it or we want to be great right away or we let that fear stop us as opposed to being willing to say, I'm okay with learning something new. This it can be fun. This can be exciting. And I don't have to have it all figured out right now. Yes. I'm just shaking my head to as if everyone can hear that. Yes. And I uh, remind myself that almost daily in my new job. <laughs> totally. And with new jobs, like it, it might be in the same line of work, but you're still drinking from a fire hose trying to get everything in and remembering that, again, you don't have to know everything right away. It's okay to be learning. And it's also okay to say, I don't know, or I don't have that answer right now. Let me go do a little bit of work and figure it out. Now that you've let me dive into what you love about running and how this has played such an important role in your life, why don't you clue all of us in to where you are at in your relationship with running right now? Do you need me to phrase that a different way? (laughs) No, that's a good question. I'm just like, hmm. My current relationship with running is falling back in love. You know how sometimes we might be in a relationship with partner 
or even a good friend. And we maybe start to neglect some things. We're not paying as much attention to the relationship and we have to revisit it and kind of reignite it. That's where I am currently in my relationship with running. I know that I love running, but I have gotten out of the habit of running. I'm not in as good of running shape as I like to be. I haven't been training as consistently as I like to. And so I have to get myself going again. Last year, which is hard to believe, October of 2022, I ran my longest distance so far. And that was a 55K in Crested Butte. It was an amazing experience. And one of the things that I think I've started to realize, and especially as I run these longer distances, is after an event, everything you do to train and get up to that event, and you go through all of the emotion in the event, and it's done, is how to reset. I have found that to be necessary. So I'm endeavoring to fall back in love with it again. I've got um, a pretty big goal coming up in about five months that I am definitely committed to. So that's where I'm at with it. Okay. So you mentioned a 55K last year. We know you have a big goal coming up. What has worked you into these longer distances? And I'm more curious about the mindset side of it or what's driven you there. Obviously, your body can be a machine. You can train it. You can oil it. You can program it to perform what you need to do under these physical exertions. But talk to us about how you've worked into these ultra distances. There is a ladybug crawling on the inside of the window right here. And I just think that's amazing. Sometimes people say like ladybugs are like good luck, good luck or good juju or good something. So hi, ladybug. Love that. I've done a handful of trail marathons. Being out there with other people doing the same thing. There's a camaraderie about that, whether you know them or not, right? That's just a cool thing. Pushing yourself that way. And I think after having done that, then I thought, what else can I do? And yes, definitely more from a mental standpoint, because I know if I train well and consistently, physically, I'm going to be able to do those distances. But that mental piece of, could I do a little bit more, right? That challenge to myself. And then the self-discipline that's necessary to do the training that I need to do to get myself to the event prepared mentally and physically to enjoy the event. I've run events that I wasn't very well trained for, knew I could do the distance because I've done it before, but it it's honestly not that much fun, or at least it's not for me. And so I know that I want to enjoy the events that I do from this point forward. However long I decide to keep running and choosing events and and distances, I want to enjoy them. And so knowing that mentally I need to have myself prepared to do the training, prepared to do the little things on a daily basis that are going to get me to that point. Okay. 
So what are those that answered things? your question? Totally. I mean, I think it's great. So what are those little things? Well, having a schedule, figuring out how and where to fit in training, consistently getting that schedule, sticking to the schedule, doing things daily, and then having supports. Last year when training for my 55K, I found running group through the Instagram or the Facebook, I found she runs ultras. And so I started following her and then listening to her podcast. And then she offered a group coaching. So I decided to make the investment in myself and do the group coaching, which was huge. While I have plenty of individuals in my life who are supportive of me doing this, I really only have a couple who... Brittany and Ian, this is a shout out to you, who run with me. Having that support of someone who actually runs, they don't run the distances that I do, but they get it just a little bit more is also helpful. So different levels of support is important. Absolutely. And I just want to pause on that point for a moment because to be able to relate to someone or to be in community with people that understand and know what you're experiencing, you have the same goals, you are rowing in the same direction in regards of your hobbies or likes, the things that you have in common is so powerful. And it's not to say that you don't have other support in other areas, like you said, but when you can relate to people in that way through community, that common bond, it does. I've experienced that with my own, you know, my own journey with chronic health and finding people in that community that I've been able to rely on and be resources. And that has made a huge difference. So I, I love that you did that last year for yourself and working with Megan and we still do her shakedowns and we still use some of those things that you got from her. I'm curious, what type of support are you looking to set up for yourself as you train for this next big milestone? You know, that's a question I've been asking myself. With this distance and my body currently going through some really fun changes, training has in some ways become a little bit more challenging with some aspects of it. So trying to decide if a group coaching would make sense again, reaching out to my former running coach or finding a different coach is something that I'm considering. But I will tell you that something that I've already found really encouraging that I didn't plan on or know would happen is for this run, I can have pacers. So the two that I've already given the shout out to, Brittany and Ian, I've shared it with them and they are both like, yeah, we're in and their excitement and enthusiasm. I think they've both probably spent more time looking at the run and trying to figure out where are we going to meet you? How are we going to meet you? They want to have a meeting to discuss what I need from Pacers, what they need to be training for and doing. That has just been one of those, like, it's an unintended consequence, I guess, but a positive one that I wasn't expecting by sharing it with them and then saying, hey, would you like to be a pacer? Their current excitement about it 
is getting me really excited and giving me some great motivation because I feel now if I don't do the training and get myself to the start line of this, I'm going to have two very disappointed individuals in my life because they're really looking forward to doing this run. So I, I think that's awesome. Like I'm very excited to have them in my life and their enthusiasm and excitement for it. And it's helping to build mine. I could see why it might be hard to get yourself motivated to go put your body through some challenges. And even though you've said that you've enjoyed embracing that aspect of training and pushing yourself further than you've expected, it's also hard and like (laughs) sometimes extremely uncomfortable. So I love that you have shared this just so vulnerably and are willing to say also that this accountability that other people in your life have been able to give you is helping you with that excitement a little bit. Definitely. And I feel that this is a lesson that we can also translate to life, right? If we share something that we're trying to go for and we're willing to share it, be vulnerable, we may find someone else doing the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So this run is five months away. What is this next big goal that you are chasing? I am going to run the Antelope Canyon 50 miler. I was originally registered to run this event in March of 2020. And every year I have deferred my registration. I told all my friends, even my non-running friends, because often there's a group who will go to wherever it is that I'm running and we get to enjoy other things while we're there. And and it's a way for us to all hang out and have fun and enjoy time together. So I've told them all this year that like, I am absolutely running this in March of 24. And if not the end, like (laughs) I'm not deferring this again. And one of my friends even said to me, wait, is this the race you've said you're going to do? Like every year. I'm like, thank you for the reminder. So yeah. So the Antelope Canyon 50 miler. Okay. And what makes this fourth time around different? For me, it's a, a trailhead. I'm sitting at a point where I've said, I want to do this distance revisiting for myself why do I want to run this longer distance? And really, I, in case you're going to ask me, I want to run it because it'll be the furthest distance that I've run. The pictures from this event look incredible. It's like one of those must-do events. And I want to see if I can do it. And I feel like it's also a trailhead of when I do that distance, is that a point when I... I start to figure out really what distances I'd like. Is it a marathon? Is it a 50K or a 55K? Is it a 50 miler? Is it going to be longer than a 50 miler? I don't know, but I'm using it for that. I have two people that are planning on being pacers. I'm not going to let them down. That makes it different. And I'm just starting to feel that kind of burn and excitement about challenging myself in this way. I'm here for it. I am here for it, mama. 
And I am so proud of you for making this commitment to yourself and being ready to see it through. I also love the fact that it's okay to walk up to a trailhead and say, this is not the trail for me right now and to go a different direction. And I've seen you do that with this race. And I know that I'm really looking forward to watching you start and finish this race. I want to just kind of recap some of the nuggets that I feel like you've left us with throughout this conversation. So first, starting with the fact that you have found something that just let you feel free. I think that that's something we sometimes take for granted or don't grant it to ourselves enough. I should be doing this. I have to do this. This is where I'm going. This is all the things that have to. But just to find something that you enjoy and inside your body feels free is such a gift. The next takeaway that I really got out of this conversation is just the thought of coping and creating space to process things that need time and respect to find that answer within yourself, as opposed to like just drilling down, I have to have an answer to this right now, or I need to figure this out. Being able to take a step back in whatever way is right for you to create that space so you can come to something that feels good and ultimately aligns with your purpose and passion and wants. It's a tool. The third one that I have written down is breaking down your training schedule into a schedule and then consistently committing to doing something that's taking you to that goal every single day. Number four, if you say you want to do it, do it. And number five, we go further together. So finding yourself community, finding yourself connection, finding yourself support within networks of the realm of life that you want to play in. I don't really know how else to say it, but within the niche that you are choosing to immerse yourself in, find your people there because we do go so much further together. Yes. And that could be with our health, with our career, with a goal that we have in life not just running, it can apply to so many areas of our life. Great nugget. And there's so many places to connect. Literally, it blows my mind. Like there are Facebook groups, which I never really considered those things. There's LinkedIn groups. There's people in person in your community. Like all you have to do is a quick Google search and I would be willing to bet that you could find a group for you. Agreed. Mom, thank you so much for having this conversation with me and for letting me pull the threads out of your running journey. Thank you for having it with me. Is there any final thoughts you'd like to leave with us? Or let me ask you your own question. What is an evolving truth in your life right now? Hmm. Well, the first thing I'd like to say is for anyone interested in trail running or running longer distances. I was a guest on She Runs Ultras. I talk about the 55K and my experience running it. So for anyone who might be interested in that, feel free to check that out. And my evolving truth right now, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again because it is still an evolving truth for me, 
is my relationship with alcohol. I love that. And one other question, because you threw out the other podcast, She Runs Ultras. I mean, mom, if anyone's listening to this and interested in going on a run with you, how could they do that? Virtually? No, I mean, like, how could they get... How could they get in touch with you? Or are you open to having more training buddies? Like, I guess I didn't ask that question. But now that we're thinking about it, if there's anyone in the fam bam in the northern Colorado area or the state of Colorado where you're training, like, are you open to that? Sure. As long as someone's open to a turtle's pace to actually run together or... Often when I run with Ian and Brittany, they go ahead, maybe run a little bit more, swing back to me. Like we have all kinds of ways that that we work it out. And you can find me on the Insta at Trail Runner Shan. We are going to make sure that we have all of mom's links in the show notes. We're also going to make sure we have the link to that specific episode, She Runs Ultras, where mom talks all about her experience running the 55K. And with all of that being said, I think we're just going to be back next week. If mom and I are totally your cup of tea, please leave a five-star rating of this show on whatever platform you are listening. Follow the show so you never miss an episode and send this show to someone that you would like to have a conversation with. We look forward to coming back with you next week. And until then, remember, life life is beautiful and you create the magic. Have a good one. Connect with Shannon and Alexis and the Evolving Truths community by visiting evolvingtruthspodcast.com. Links are in the show notes. The artwork for this project was created by Julie B. Salazar and is entitled Celebration from the Inner Landscape Print Series. The Evolving Truths podcast is produced and edited by Shannon Day and Alexis Ray, recorded from the Corner Studio in conjunction with Alexis Ray Enterprises, LLC.